This is Look West, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. Hi, I'm Talitha Demessa with Look West, and with me today is producer Christina Cano. Hi, Christina. Hi, Talitha. Christina, you've been talking to some notable women in the California Assembly. Can you tell us what you've learned? We have a long way to go. Over 4,400 people have been elected to the state legislature. Less than 170 have been women. But California continues to lead in the inclusion of women and their leadership. Currently, there's actually 24 women serving as assembly members in the legislature and countless more working in the legislature to build a better tomorrow for us. For example, we have Alicia Buckley. She happens to be the first chief sergeant at arms in the assembly that is a woman. We also have former assembly member, Dr. Shirley Weber, who is now the first African-American woman to serve as secretary of state. Christina, that is so amazing. And honestly, it's very empowering to see other women, you know, influencing others like us. Let's get to meet some of those amazing and powerful women that you've gotten the chance to talk to. Eloise Gomez Reyes is one of the highest ranking officers of the California State Assembly. She's the first Latina to hold the position of Assembly Majority Leader. She is no stranger to breaking the mold. She was also the first Latina to own a law firm in the Inland Empire. The Majority Leader is hopeful other women will be able to follow her lead. I am the first Latina, only the fourth woman ever to hold the position of Majority Leader. And certainly I hope that I'm not the last one. Uh, I think that under our leadership, uh, the speaker's leadership, having more and more women appointed uh, to chairs of various uh, committees is extremely important. And for him to have appointed the first Latina ever as majority leader, I think is a big deal. It is for me, that's for sure. California does lead. Um, We have the first vice president of the United States is a woman from California. Uh, The Speaker, uh, Speaker Pelosi from California. So yes, absolutely. California is providing all of those great leaders. uh, Our our President Pro Tem, a woman. Um, For the first time in the Senate, uh, we have the chair of the Transportation Committee, a woman. In the the Assembly, the first time we've had a transportation uh, chair who is a woman. Um, Again, uh, so we've had many firsts. And this is happening because the leadership recognizes the importance of having women in these positions. Her family is incredibly proud. I happen to come from a family where my mother is just such a strong woman, a great mentor to all of us. Um, She has a third grade education, married when she was 14, um, had six children, and she's raised six children who at one point or another are either business owners or uh, have achieved positions in education and politics and law, Um, great positions. Uh, We've worked very hard, and that was something that was taught in our family, is that you work hard. Uh, We started picking onions and grapes when we were at least 12 years old, probably 11 and 10 year olds, but we had the check steps from when I was 12 years old, so I know that as a 12 year old we were picking onions and I, I just working hard to get what it is that you need. But then the other part that my mother always taught us is that you never forget where you came from. So having that balance that you work hard, but you never forget where you came from um, and making sure that you uplift other people who don't have the same opportunities that you do has been extremely important. So in our family, we, we celebrate 
any accomplishments that, that any of us have, but it isn't that uh, it's such a big deal um, because, again, my mother reminds us that we have to remember where we came from, and that is extremely important. So I, I, this, for me, being the majority leader, for me is an opportunity um, that I get to experience while I'm in Sacramento, and I get to share those experiences with, with my family, uh, with my friends. I, the great celebrations have been had as a result of this appointment. No matter where you are, no matter who's around you, remember that you belong. Don't ever let anybody make you feel as though you're not good enough. Make people feel, don't let other people make you feel as though you haven't reached a particular milestone, that you don't have the right education, the right experience, the right connections. You belong. That's the most important message. And that will always be true no matter what your age is, no matter where you are in life, you belong. We need you. We need for you to be involved. We need your voice in everything that we do. Another first for California is Sue Parker, the first woman to serve as chief clerk to the 80-member house. Let's just say she is the eyes and the ears of every single bill moving through the assembly. As a chief clerk, I am responsible um, for maintaining the record of the assembly. Uh, for under my direction, my staff pre-create and publish the three key publications to the um, for the legislature, which include the Assembly Daily File, the Daily Journal, and the Daily History or Weekly History. Uh, I am responsible for providing legislative and parliamentary advice to the speaker and all of the members, as well as their staff so that they can achieve their goals while also um, following along with the rules that are um, set forth and, uh, and available to them. She first started in the legislature as a young woman in a time when the legislature looked much different. Even though I grew up in Sacramento, which is the seat of California's government, um, it wasn't really my plan. I didn't even know of all the jobs and opportunities that were available within um, government, let alone the assembly in particular, uh, growing up. But I always had a strong desire to help people and work with people. I've been working in this state assembly uh, since 1993. Um, and my entry into uh, government work and here in the Capitol in particular started out as a Senate fellow. And, and even that was kind of a, um, an interesting uh, opportunity that was presented to me that I, once again, I had no idea was available until someone uh, made, made me aware of it. There were some female state uh, state senators at that time. Uh, the chief of staff in the office in which I was placed was a was a woman, um, and so yeah, I did have that that female mentorship and guidance to help lead me. Um, do was there as many women around the Capitol at that time? No, um, so that those numbers have grown. Um, but you know, we're always here. We're just not always as visible. Um, so, you know, I think the visibility has increased for sure in terms of the number of women and in, and in positions of authority. Um, so I would just say, you know, sometimes we have to seek out our own mentors and sometimes mentorship comes in ways and places in which you wouldn't expect. And I also have to say that, you know, uh, one of my bis biggest mentors that led to my becoming chief clerk was the former chief clerk 
who um, was very big about providing opportunities for individuals who are willing to put in the work and make the effort, regardless of gender, ethnicity, or anything else. So um, yes, I think we as women should support other women and mentor them as much as we can, but I don't think that we should limit ourselves in thinking that um, other women are our only mentors. There are, there are plenty of people who are willing, willing to be our allies and offer support and guidance. And so we should just make sure that we're open and, and um, to hear and receive that support when it's available. Although she is the first woman to hold the position of chief clerk to the assembly, she hopes to provide opportunities to those who will follow after her. You know, it's always, you know, being a first is always um, quite an amazing and interesting thing. And it also carries a little bit of weight to it because you want to make sure that whatever you're doing makes provides opportunities for those who may follow you. Uh, you do not ever want to create um, situations or circumstances which might cause some people to create obstacles for those to follow in your footsteps. So it does carry some responsibility to it, but it's also an exciting and, and, and you know an amazing opportunity to be the first woman to do anything or the first of anything actually. Um, so it's exciting, uh, it's challenging, um, but the reality is, you know, the challenges that I face in this in this position are the same challenges that anyone would face, whether they were a man or a woman. All I can say is that one, we should always do what we can do to ensure that we have the basic skills once we get to that door. But also don't be afraid to walk through the door. I mean, we should walk through the door with the strength and knowledge that we have um, behind us based off of the work that we've put in to being the best that we can be and um, take those challenges and you know sometimes it's not easy to take those challenges but you know it's not easy for anyone and we can do it we just need to um, walk through that door and keep going forward and representing the 16th assembly district is assembly member rebecca bauer cahan who also serves as assistant speaker pro tem she was elected in 2018 and since then has proven herself to be a true trailblazer I'm a California native, born and raised in the Bay Area. I'm a mom of three. I have three kids who are all elementary school aged right now and finally back in school in person, which is a big win for us as a family. <laughs> and uh, I am an attorney. I spent many years practicing law and then went and taught law school as a law professor and then ran for office. And now I have the privilege of representing my district in the assembly. I have the honor of presiding over the assembly. I presided this morning over our votes and so in that role I run the floor I bring votes up I um, count and cast the votes and uh, I preside over any debate that we have on a measure and that's the part of the job I think I love the most is that in this moment in time when our politics are so divisive we have incredibly respectful debates on some of the most complex and difficult issues that we face as a government. And yet we do so in a respectful manner. Everyone gets to speak, everyone is heard, everyone can respond. And um, I think that the ability to, to oversee that respectful dialogue is actually a real honor right now. The gavel is heavy. <laughs> it's very big and it's very heavy. And I remember Dodson Wilson saying to me, it's gonna be heavy, you're gonna hesitate because you're a petite woman, but don't let them see you have a hard time with that gavel, you're in control. And I've always held that gavel in control and now I actually broke the gavel, y'all. I'm the first, apparently, according to Dodson, the first person in history to break the gavel. So I apparently hit it with real force, 
but um but it's you know again it's a privilege to be the person who's calling the body to order making sure that we are having dialogue we're listening to one another often i have to use the gavel because people are not listening to one another as they should um but it's you know it's it's fun and it's again show we got as women we got to make sure we show we're in charge Bauer Cahan leaves us with hope in the promise of a more equal California and a message for young girls and women. We gave the nation their first female woman of color vice president, so I think that's a great way that we're leading the nation. Vice President Harris is an incredible role model to girls and women. Um, but I think that in ways beyond that, we work every day in the state capitol to ensure that we are moving forward in gender equity. This is an incredibly hard time to do that. We know that women have um, left the workforce in greater number than we ever would have wanted to see. Almost 100% of the jobs lost in December were to women and women of color. Um, and so gender equity is top of mind for us. And so we continue to work forward with policies focused on childcare, um, gender equity policies, equal pay, that will get us to that day when we actually are equal. My message to women and young girls is be bold, follow your dreams. So many times in my life, in my career, I've had people say to me, you can't do that, or why do you think you can do it, um, and tried to stop me, and I haven't let them, and I've continued to follow my dreams, and I'm now sitting as a member of the state legislature. We've had less than 200 women elected to the state legislature in the history of California, and here I am. And it's because I followed my dreams and I didn't let those folks stop me. So follow your heart, follow your dreams, and you can do anything you wanna be. You can be vice president or maybe one day president. Christina, thank you for sitting down with these amazing leaders. Um, I honestly felt a big rush of influence and impact in my own life. Thanks, Talitha. It's no wonder why the rest of the country continues to look west. We gave them the first female vice president and we continue to put women in positions of leadership. Just speaking to these women was truly inspiring and to learn about their background and now to be able to see where they are in life makes you think that anything is possible. I want to say a special thanks to Majority Leader Eloise Gomez-Reyes, Chief Clerk Sue Parker, and Assistant Speaker Pro Tem Rebecca Bauer-Cahan, and to all the other hundreds of women in the Assembly, the staffers, the interns, the security officers, the cooks, and all those who make it happen every day. Here's to strong women. May we know them. May we be them. May we raise them. That was beautiful, Christina. I'm Talitha Demessa. And I'm Christina Cano, and you're listening to Look West. The Look West podcast is produced by the California Assembly Democrats. When you think of California and politics, remember to look west.